Welcome to our casting of Get a Sign. I'm Chief Master Sergeant Dan Connor, your command senior enlisted leader, Oregon. This podcast is an effort to provide our Oregon National Guard service members, past and present, along with all citizens of the state, a sign from me and the Adjutant General's office before you step into the metaphoric batter's box. I plan to discuss with you pressing issues that are upon our enlisted service, as well as sharing interviews with some of our great citizen soldiers and airmen to gain insight and share best practices. So turn up your listening device and join me for what I hope is an educational and valuable few minutes. Welcome to Episode 7. Today I'm going to share with you my leadership perspective as it relates to the environment we need to create as leaders. I've had the privilege to serve for the past 37 years, and those that have served with me have heard me say, take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, have I given my subordinates everything they need to be successful? Because as leaders, that's our job. Good news is, providing all things that lead to success isn't something you do alone as a leader, but it is something you conduct. It's incumbent upon us to create a work environment that encourages development and fosters innovative thinking. Start with getting to know your subordinates. It's no secret that if service members feel valued and cared for, they become more productive and resilient. A resilient and productive service member is in turn passionate about their career, cares about the success of their team, and therefore is more drawn to innovation. We must develop our service members for the future. This means we must foster innovative methods and techniques of training. We must find ways to equip our members with the best tools and facilities. Bottom line is we can't be okay with today's way of training and equipping our service members. We have near-peer competitors that have studied and understand our ways of doing business. They're putting all their efforts into finding and exploiting weaknesses in our stagnant processes. There are many articles written regarding innovation, from multiple types to how-to. Although most are specific to bottom-line-driven companies, some do focus on nonprofit and military organizations, I encourage you to read up. General Ulysses Grant understood that war could not be a seasonal activity. Until 1864, wars were conducted when the seasons best permitted or when men could get away from their farms. Grant waged war year-round, recognizing that total war would cause civilian discomfort and reduce the political will of the enemy. Under Grant, Union armies didn't retire to winter quarters to refit and reorganize, and that would require their enemies to remain in the field against them. Grant recognized that a high tempo of operations reduced or eliminated the enemy's ability to use advantages such as interior lines of communication. Until Grant took command, the South counted on reprieves during periods of Union inactivity to refit and restore their logistic and supply bases. The South could use interior lines to move men to meet the current threat. Grant's operational temple bankruptly and other Southern generals of their supply and their morale and their ability to concentrate against one army while delaying or holding against another. Grant used maneuver in order to increase tempo as well as to place his forces. As a result of Grant's innovations, by the end of the war, Confederate troops were typically hungry, shoeless, poorly mounted, and generally helpless. Their Union counterparts were unhappy with the war continuing, but they were genuinely sure of ultimate victory, well-fed, well-supplied, and increasingly well-led. Grant can't be given credit for the Union supply lines or food preparation, but his activity, his understanding of the war in the field, 
his developed experience, and most of all, his innovative thinking forever changed the nature of war. I share this story to illustrate that the value of developed experience and innovation are not new concepts, but they are a new or refreshed priority for us. General Charles Brown, the Air Force Chief of Staff, issued a brief directive to the service entitled Accelerate Change or Lose. This directive is a call to airmen to move forward aggressively in a push towards change. General James McConville, U.S. Army Chief of Staff, writes, The pace of change in the geopolitical and fiscal environments, rapid adversary adaptations, and accelerated technology capabilities demand more innovation at a faster rate to ensure the Army's ability to win in a complex world. So how do we create this innovative environment within our military organization? This profession often requires very direct communication and is supported by strict guidance and regulations. There doesn't seem to be any place or time for innovative thought. Sometimes this may feel true, but I'd like to submit that we often fail to take the appropriate time and energy to exercise after-action working groups. Set time aside for after-actions that includes all stakeholders, process managers, and team members. This is where hurdles can be identified and ideas can be shared, creating future success. I suggest that the time it takes to conduct quality after-actions is imperative to our success. Encourage people to think beyond their roles. Inviting service members to venture out of their tactical and functional silos creates more opportunity for innovative thinking, allowing them to connect to things that aren't normally connected. Of course, this is simply one idea or way to encourage innovation. We also need to focus on the professional development of our service members. Not only do we need to find and encourage education opportunities, but we need to create them. The focus must be on strengthening skilled training. I identify skilled training as that tactical and operational training necessary to take into battle or war. But to be ultimately successful in this, there must be a strong foundation of education and experience. What I mean by this is that we must always work on creating the finest training environment possible, while ensuring we also find, create, and encourage education opportunities that build and strengthen the whole service member. This creates a service member that feels cared for, educated, experienced, and resilient. And all of this aims at creating a service member for the future that is better trained and better equipped than we are today. To do this, we cannot use the same techniques or tools that we may be using now or used in the past. It is expected that you exercise your authority, collaborate, and influence change. Creating a work environment that encourages developed and fostered innovative thinking sets us up for the future. It'll inspire retention, influence quality recruiting, and provide all things that lead to success. I want to leave you with this quote from Jeff Bezos, industrialist, entrepreneur, and of course the founder and CEO of Amazon. He says, a company shouldn't get addicted to being shiny because shiny doesn't last. I think this quote illustrates where we might be today. We need to find new ways to sustain our shiny and we need to do it quickly. And with that, I'll close the book on this episode of Get a Sign. Innovation doesn't just come from senior leaders and CEOs. Team members at all levels can provide that next new idea. I encourage all of you listening to send your suggestions for topics on this podcast to me at daniel.connor at us.af.mil. 
In closing, I'd like to thank the Oregon National Guard Public Affairs Office and Sergeant First Class Holden for producing this podcast. Never forget, every soldier, every airman, a leader. This is Chief Connor signing off.